Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And you are listening to episode number seven of the Unprofessional Hour. We have a really cool guest sitting on our couch in our office today. I think we're not using her real name. (laughs) And you know how much I love to make up names. Hey, everyone, it's Amanda, registered massage therapist in Toronto as well. And yeah, we're sitting here with another RMT who has agreed to come in and shoot the shit with us, talk shop, and tell us as many inappropriate stories that she can think of. So for the sake of today's episode, we're going to call her Molly. Molly. Molly, yeah. I don't know if I'll remember Molly. (laughs) You what? I don't know if I'll remember that. What's so hard about Molly? Don't worry, I'll help you. All right. Ever popped a Molly? (laughs) No, actually, I haven't. Thanks for coming, Molly. My pleasure. Is that why you chose the name? No. Oh, I, okay. I just go with whatever comes to me first. Molly came to me first. There you go. Gotcha. All right. So, um, Mark, why don't you start off Maybe by asking... Maybe should call her Puff. Oh. <laughs> Snoop. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not inappropriate at all. Um, okay. Why don't you start off with uh, asking Molly some of the standard unprofessional hour questions? Well, let's first start off by getting to know Molly a little yeah. bit. Molly, how long have you been a therapist? Uh, I just came to the realization that it'll be 10 years that I will be registered in March. Right on. Yay. Who says we can't make it past five years? Exactly. (laughs) Because I have boundaries, which can make it difficult (laughs) in some employment situations because they think you're their bitch when you're starting out and you have to realize your value has value to their business. And your longevity is your career. If you don't have longevity, you're like, did I really just invest any minimum thousand mm-hmm. dollars into five years of work? No. <laughs> yeah, I have true. to do this for far longer than five years. Well, that's a lot of bullshit they feed you in school anyway. I don't know who came up with that and who. I think those that. are the therapists who accept not taking 15 minutes between every appointment. Mm. Those are the therapists who will work from 10 till 5 or those, the the hand in stones, those, that industry of sort of $30 per treatment that you're getting. Mm-hmm. So it's like now I have to do four, it's, it's $35 they get per mm-hmm. treatment. So if I'm going to make 30 or more on a half an hour treatment why am i accepting 30 on a one hour treatment yeah but yeah if you're doing that then work yeah less, you have to work, work a smart, lot of hours work yeah. good mm-hmm. and when you work great you have return clients for sure yeah longevity you've made me think of something when i first mm-hmm. started out i had a clinic owner who booked me seven one hour clients back to back without a break that's insane and when i said to her um you know we kind of agreed when i started i said it, uh, the most I would take in a day was seven. And that right. was sort of like, you know, if we're a half hour someone here, in, yeah. five minutes. So I said to her, you know, the most, uh, the mo- most clients I want to see in a day is seven and just make sure that I've got a break. And I kind of gave her, like you said, I, I had boundaries. Mm. Well, I mean, she, without asking my consent, booked right. seven back to backs. And when I said like, uh, you know, I've already got six people booked. Can we not put this last mm-hmm. person in? Her response in a joking way was, don't be so lazy. <laughs> Fuck off. I had you do what steam I do coming out of my ear. I was yeah. so mad. I thought I am the yeah. farthest thing from and that's lazy. Just <laughs> Nobody else can relate to what it is we do except each other. Did you say what, what uh, her profession was? No, I did not. Should I? Why not? She was a chiropractor. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you didn't have to tell me yeah, I do that. <laughs> don't be so lazy. And I yeah. thought, you know what? It's it's people like you yeah. that are 
making massage therapists retire after five yeah. years because you're That's over you're overworking us. Yeah. I can gladly take the seven people yeah. in a day, but give me yeah. a fucking break. So I, I was in an accident, like a, a minor accident in September, but you have I needed some treatment because I knew, you know, some stuff had been going on and I went to a clinic that tends to cater to MVAs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have physios, uh, PTAs, no chiropractor and massage. Those mm-hmm. are the three that they offer. And you can see, like, I've been pushed out of my treatment five minutes early so that she can get her room ready for her next client who, you know, she's going to be a couple minutes late for because I've been that client yeah. <laughs> going, where's my therapist? Mm-hmm. So her just enjoyment of her day can't can't be there. Because you're not even focused on what you just did to do your paperwork, retain that information detailed enough to not blur it with your other five Mm -hmm. clients. And that's what I've always said to them. I am really a stickler about my paperwork. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Who trained me very well on do it right there, do it right now. There is nothing you have to guess. And do it right. Yeah, just do it right. There's nothing you have to think three hours later and go... Eh, was a rotator cuff on the left or the right? Like, I've just seen so many people, especially in a month like December. Like, it's a nightmare. Oh, you're looking at her. I don't have a single appointment. I was not trained by Mark. Um, But I'm definitely the person who um, I'll have clients back to back to back to back. And then I'm doing four files later. Like, I'll write tiny little notes in between. But yeah, definitely. But the really detailed stuff. Because sometimes it comes out in conversation through treatment. And then all of a sudden they'll slip. Oh, yeah, I was at the gym yesterday. I did 150 squats. Those little things that you need to like put into your paperwork so it retains so that when they come back in the next treatment it's like okay let's see what did you do since you did those squats yeah. did you actually follow up I don't know how I showed people, you how to do I don't know how people do all of their stuff at the end of the day or the end of the week I'm like they can't do it well it, it no, makes no, like maybe I smoke too much fucking pot my memory's shitty right <laughs> but I couldn't I wouldn't I, feel I would not be able to <laughs> yeah. do that even if I yeah. even if I well, my thing is at the end of my day I'm going the fuck home mm-hmm. and if now in my head I'm like now I'm sitting here outside of my shift hours doing paperwork. I'm going to do them in a rush. I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to miss something because I'm thinking I want to get home. Mm-hmm. So if I know at the end of my last, like when I'm my last event client is at 7, I know my day actually finishes at 7.15, mm-hmm. not 7.45 because I'm now catching up on Five. Yeah. When you're done, you're yeah. done. You're and when I'm home. done, I need to go because I've just burnt out every piece of energy I had on every client I had. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Again, I was trained that way. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it, do a while because they're not going to come back. And the amount of people that I've, the feedback that they get, I get from them in, I haven't had a therapist ever do that. Mm-hmm. Be focused. Go O to I. Really get into, again, office people. Nobody's ever touched subscap. I'm like, because they're afraid there's some breast tissue there when there really isn't if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like the little details that gets your client to come back, which gives you 10 years. But I have to say, <laughs> the first few years in finding the right clinic, like I didn't have a problem leaving eight months in. A receptionist got off the phone with another therapist who had just pissed her off. And I heard her mumble, well, she won't be getting any appointments this week. I'm like, oh, so if I piss you off, you control my income. Bye. That's wow. wow. This is not where I want to work. This is not the environment I want to work under. That totally does happen, though. I think yes, it, it is. Does. I, I'm not agreeing with the receptionist fucking with your income. Yeah. One thing when I did work in clinics, one thing I never did was be an asshole to the receptionist. Right. 
Because, yeah, yeah they do they have are. the control. When they answer yeah. the phone, if you are not the only therapist there and they don't like you, why the fuck are they going to fill your schedule? I was always sweet as pie to the yeah. receptionist. And like they all like me. sweet as pie? I'm not a fake person. I can't be a fake person. I'm not a fake person. When somebody's just downright rude, I, it's all over my face. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be fake. But, I mean, yeah. I would not... I would never disregard the receptionist. Right. You know, when yeah. I came in, it was, I would always say good morning. Yeah. If I was getting no, a coffee, No, this was somebody I'd that was just coffee. like, you know, like we were just going nice. through the change and like every day was a nightmare for her and like nothing was right. So if you just did one, can you please reschedule this client? Oh my God. Yeah, the whole you know, day was I, blown. I did work at a place, you know, it wasn't. The, just, and that's I one just, out of I many didn't get it. that were great. It's like, it's like if I had to leave for whatever reason and mm-hmm. really good reasons, like she would get upset. I'm like, slow down. You don't own the clinic. This is not affecting you in any way, shape, or form. Like, <laughs> but there are those clinics that have started, like, say, 15, 20 years ago, and that is the same receptionist yeah. that is with that chiropractor. That was, that and was they almost become a married couple. So he kind of takes advantage of her because she's been there forever and willing to put up with his shit. And she's bitter and resentful. <laughs> And now takes it out on some of the other staff. <laughs> so there's that. that highly specific. It's, it's, it's the <laughs> tiny little private clinics that end up being that little, you know, microcosm of what's happening. So it's like learning what kind of environment. Like I tried the spa. I'm like, oh, I can't cater to these how, how long did you people. La- how long did you last at the spa? I'm going to say a year and a half, almost two years. Was the money good at the spa? Yeah, because the tips were good. Yeah. And I was taking 70%. Nice. Yeah. And it was busy. And yeah, it was pretty busy for a spa. Because it was, a t- again, a tiny privately owned spa. One of her clients comes to me privately and she knew that this woman was starting her own spa. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's close. You can control. The, the room is there. You're their only therapist. Uh, but I looked at her and I said, I'm not a spa therapist. I am not a relaxation therapist. Mm-hmm. I am a therapy therapist. So if I find something, I'm going to work it out. <laughs> so if they want me to rub their backs for an hour, we're going to have to send them somewhere else. Mm. And I feel like I luckily, luckily, most of my clients understood what it was I did. And by the time they had a couple of treatments, they're like, oh, now I get what massage is supposed to be. Did you have anyone that was just like, what the fuck? This is not what I want. One person and... I, halfway through the treatment, because he kept saying, can you go lighter? Can you go lighter? I actually had to, like, put my one hand behind my back and step, like, two feet away from the table so that I wouldn't use any pressure whatsoever. And he was happy with that. And I said, I'm sorry, but that's just not the kind of therapist I am afterwards. And I would advise that you find a therapist that fits your needs better. That's better thing to do. And I've said this before on the podcast. If somebody is looking for... A specific type of treatment and you know that you don't fit that mold, yeah. you're not that therapist, it's much better to refer them to someone that is because Absolutely. there's room for all of us. Yeah. There's enough clients and that's why for everybody. In, in our clinic, there's three uh, therapists and I will happily refer to other therapists, even like somebody brand new. It's like, you know, you should see A and B because once you've seen all of us, you'll understand who fits your needs better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, all I want is for you to get the amazing treatment that you feel you want. Well, And you want to attract the clients and have the clients that fit you as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Like there's, there is a such I thing had a lady a walk in yesterday, first time she's ever been there. And she's like, I chose you specifically. 
because you do Reiki. And she said, I'm a Reiki master. So I wanted to have Reiki as part of my treatment. So it was like I could break it down into however much massage she wanted, a little bit of Reiki at the end. And there's nobody else in our clinic that does that. So that's why I want to do the cupping soon. <laughs> Mark. Where else were you working before you? you're at where you are now um so i did a couple of um i guess they were always privately owned chiropractic clinics can i say the name of any of the chain ones because it's a chain you wouldn't i wouldn't say which location um so i think one of my very first jobs was at a physical therapy one and they're all franchises aren't they i think so i think think they are but they're within that like chain of Mm -hmm. clinics and they were pretty decent as a first um location uh but then it just became like i didn't want to drive all the way out there and then went to another in that same kind of group and then um again like getting to work is really important to me having too long of a commute or chaos mm-hmm. in my commute i don't want to get to work and be bitchy 100% agree. and chaos yep. and like feeling spazzed out or rushed or whatever so when the light rail started across eglinton and i was going over to like brent cliff Laird in Eglinton, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck no. I am not going to sit between Don Mills, you know, that dip underneath yeah. Leslie. I'm not going to sit there for 40 minutes. We have a lot of listeners from outside of Toronto, but basically 90% of our city is being torn up. So yeah. there's construction there's everywhere. There's construction feels, everywhere. Yeah. I'm, so I'm not, I'm not a, exaggerating If a all. normally 15-minute <laughs> drive is suddenly going to turn into 45, it's like, quit. Got to get well, out of here. To be honest, that's the fucking congestion of this city. Yeah. When we do courses in London, it never fucking... I, like, the first time I was amazed by it, and then every time this happens to me after, I just chuckle. Yeah. The time it takes me to drive from London to the west end of Toronto, right. it probably takes me about an hour, 15, hour, 20 minutes to do that. Right. It would take me the same amount of time to <laughs> yeah. move across the fucking city from yeah. the west, west end, end to, to the east end. end. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like when I you want, when you even change this, I was like, thank God, because six o'clock would have been rush hour yeah. on a Friday. Oh, <laughs> even worse, before Christmas, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a rush hour before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's going to be intense. Commute makes a big deal, and it is pretty cool that we yeah. work in an industry, like most therapists don't start in one clinic and stay there their whole career. Correct. Unless yeah. you open your own place. Right. And even then you might do some bouncing around. I know a bunch of people who own their own clinic and then will still go work somewhere else because it's they can just walk in, do their shit and walk out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we do work in an industry where you can kind of mold it to fit your lifestyle, yeah. right? Like you've got flexibility with yeah. your schedule and any, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But I did the exact same thing as you. I had a really nice setup, a really yeah. busy practice in a nice part of the city. Yeah. I was making good money. But the commute just got to me. Mm-hmm. It was taking, like, I was spending a minimum of an hour and a half in the car every day. Yeah, that's too much. And, me. you know, with kids, yeah. too, I thought, this is an hour and a half I could be with my kids. Yeah. So, like, and I if I'm going to have that over. commute, then I'll do a nine to five, get benefits, get vacation pay, mm. get vacation yeah, for yeah, fuck's yeah. sakes, right? But I came into this industry partly because I want to make a difference in people's lives, but I'm not going to start at 8 a.m. Like, you know, yeah. I create my own schedule. I can start at 10. So I shouldn't have to be in commute crazy traffic. If I can't find something within 15 to 20 minutes, like I will go find something else. It's I'm okay with that. Yep. But luckily I found this place and it's like eight to 10 minutes away from my house. If I hit the lights right and I'm moving slightly closer so I can walk there in 10 minutes. Beautiful. Yeah. And the last thing that the public wants is a stressed out massage exactly. therapist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You need to be at work and you need to be calm. the one that's calm and zen. Yeah. And, you know, the clients yeah. are coming in stressed out because they've got a billion things to do. Yeah. If you're frazzled too, well, it's just a yeah. mess. It, it's 
just, it's just a, shit a, show. a crappy because and in throughout the whole treatment, you're gonna feel that tension and they're gonna absorb that tension. So it's just not worth it. Quality of workplace is so important, whether it's front desk or commute or how they're gonna book your appointments. And so I guess the longer I've been in it, the clearer I am when I go into an interview. Yes, you're interviewing me, but I am interviewing you. Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I've, I've rationalized that I don't work for you. I work with you. Yep. And it's supposed to be a team. And if we can't both find the commonalities that we both require to make this a really healthy fit, then it just has to move on. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. if it's not a healthy fit, it's not going to work out long term yeah. anyway. Yes. But I think that's where some people who are um can be more placated a little bit easier people who aren't quite as aware that they bring value you're not an employee you are a contractor and so you have to work your ass off while you're there and you have to keep people coming back but you bring value to the table all right basically just sitting here even listening to you talk about you know the experience you've had being in the field for 10 years it's very clear to myself to mark to the people listening that um, you're a pretty straight shooter. You don't put up a lot of shit. No. So, Even with clients, clients will be in a room and they're like, yeah, this thing is still bugging me. Yeah, I gave you some exercises last time. Have you been doing them? Well, randomly. Well, you're going to get the results that you put in. Right. I can do what I can do in the time that you're in my room and I'm happy to do it and I'm happy to show you everything. But the t- what you do with your time between this appointment and our next appointment is what keeps bringing you back to the same place. So people aren't used to being spoken to like that. They're shocked because it's so direct, mm-hmm. but it's the truest. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you a bunch of bullshit. So come back. I want to keep seeing you. But guess what? The more you start doing this, the better you're going to feel. And once you start doing it, you'll see that you feel better. Have you ever had any like like just pain in the ass clients who get confrontational with you? Um, I wouldn't say confrontational. Um, I had a client just recently. He doesn't believe in chiropractors because his like own... His, they, they, they he won't touch them. They are not ghosts. He will, <laughs> he will not go and see one because he came in last week, thought he had an appointment with me. Didn't I had assumed he had seen the chiropractor. So... Nope, don't believe in them. I'm like, but, but why have you ever seen one? He's, nope, my doctor doesn't believe in them. I'm like, but that's your doctor's wheelhouse. That's her belief system. That's her opinion from what she knows. You could meet another doctor tomorrow and he could be seeing a chiropractor once a week, every week for the last 30 years and mm-hmm. swear by them. That mm-hmm. would be his opinion, his wheelhouse. Until you experience that you don't really know what it is. Well, you know, I'm not going to take the chance of snapping my neck. And I said to him... <laughs> Yes, our chiropractor has done that lots. <laughs> she sees thousands of people a year. Snaps their necks in half. And we, like, realistically, buddy, he's like, oh, yeah, I know, and yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I said to my receptionist, you'd be so proud of me, because what I wanted to say was, when you're able to form an opinion of your own, let me know what it is. But I didn't. <laughs> and I just said, well, maybe one day your opinion will change. And I nice left it at that. It. Yeah. And I left it at that. He has done this for in a couple of other instances with just being more argumentative, being mm-hmm. like wanting to be right. And then I just tell him, 
I feel I'm right. And then he quiets down and I continue with my treatment. Old and guy. then he rebooks. He Old guy, young guy. Uh, I'm going to say late 40s, early 50s. Mm. High education level, that guy? Uh, he thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's an instructor at a college. Okay. So he's educated. So he's educated. Yeah. yeah. Um, that seems to be, I think, a a common thing that people say, I don't believe in chiropractors. And right. I think we've spoken about this before. It's it's when you don't, like you said, it's you don't know enough to right. have an opinion. Yes. Um, I'm not saying chiropractic is for everybody. And for, and all, I, my chi- I agree. for all of my chiro friends listening, Completely. you know I love you. I can't I love live them. without you. <laughs> Personally. But the, different types of therapy work for different yeah, people. You I know, agree. there's people who swear by their yeah. acupuncturist or exactly. their my massage therapist. My sister loves acu. For me, it right. doesn't work. Right. And, I, you know, when I, I've gone for acupuncture a few times, I've yeah. given it a try, I haven't gotten out of it what I what I was hoping to. Right. So, you know, I, I stick to some of my other therapies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't like that term. I don't believe in chiropractors. Right. If, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. Um, but it's the lack of education. Yeah. Like chiropractors are not snapping bones for right. anyone listening who maybe doesn't yeah. know that. They're not snapping your bones. Um, it's, anyway, yeah. it, you're not going to die, basically, if exactly. you go see a chiropractor. Yeah. But that seems to be something that people actually fear. Like, they what if they what if they do it too right. hard and they break my spine? Yeah. I'm like, hmm. But, I mean, we could do that. I could apply too much pressure on the wrong place and snap your, even your xiphoid or something for whatever reason that I would be working there. Right. But there's stuff that we can do. But people will come to a massage therapist before they come. And they have far more, like, they're in school at least four years, are they not? Chiropractors, I mean, essentially eight years of university because Jesus. you have to have an undergrad degree yeah, that's a lot. to yeah. go to chiropractic college right. and which is four years. years so i mean essentially yeah. they've they're their whole years. lives they're training yeah. yeah they're not they're not dumb yeah. dumb people guys then they're not gonna <laughs> they're gonna break your back i get more so it's scared just interesting of somebody's you know personal opinion when they don't have any experience in what it is but in their defense people tend to just take what their doctor say as gold well, that's the thing i get i get more scared when the doctor you know goes into his desk and gives me like some sort of sample medication <laughs> that, the, <laughs> that the pharma- pharmaceutical the representative side gave effects. him yeah. and he's like yeah you should take this and i'm thinking this i don't like I'm gonna grow a third yeah. eye. Like oh, that's I have the, the best effect. story yeah. for you. Oh my goodness, you just triggered something. Probably in my late twenties, I went to my doctor because I had symptoms to me that seemed I, I had shingles when I was 25 when I was in massage school, and um, these symptoms were very similar to how the shingles started the first time. Right. So I went to my doctor to say like fuck, I think this is happening again, but this time on my face. I had this sort of burning sensation in a very distinct dermatome pattern. I was like, I was so scared. I was certain I was going to have shingles on my face. So I went in there, he took a look and he said, well, how long has this burning, tingling been happening? happening?" And I said, three days. And he said, no, not shingles. You would have had a rash by now. And I said, well, that's that seems very dismissive. Like you're not, we're, we're just going to ignore the fact that like my face is burning. Right. And you know, move you on from send that. Me to anyway, a dermatologist, something. I guess because I was being a little bit confrontational with him. Right. He did as Mark said. He left. He went into some cupboard in the hallway. Mm-hmm. He comes back with these three boxes of antiviral medication. Now, as people may or may not know, shingles virus, same as herpes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So herpes clearly awesome. on the box it says for treatment of genital herpes. Right. Now I understand it's the same virus, but he he hands <laughs> yeah. the, me these three boxes. And I said, and now you want me to walk out of your office with these? Just, hello, everybody. Here's my herpes medication. I was like, can I get a bag or something? Like, first you're telling me that, no, there's no way it shingles. And now you're giving me three giant samples of herpes herpes medication. medication. 
Yeah, that was a good day. Did you use it? No, I didn't. I didn't have shingles. I actually went to a naturopathic doctor who thought it was uh, related to my liver, which I've had issues with before, and yeah. put me on a liver cleanse, and actually all of that my issues did go away. Yeah. It may or may not have been my liver. I, you know, I don't know. But yeah. either way, I didn't have shingles on my face. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doctors will just, you walk in, like... Uh, so a few years ago, I went and studied reflexology at Centennial. Um, and shortly after I was in my doctor's office for like a regular checkup and she's like, what's new? So I'm telling her about it. And she's like, oh, I don't believe in that. And I'm like, but you know how the body works. You, you actually know where all the nerves start and end. So how can you not think that it's got some kind of efficacy to it? She's just like, nope, doesn't work. Couldn't possibly work. Anything that can't be But if you come in and you're explained. sad, would you like some antidepressants? Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Right. But I mean, with the, when it comes to most medical doctors, I won't generalize yeah. all, if it can't be, uh, if there's no evidence right. based to it, right. if it can't be explained, you know, right. step by step through yeah. science to right. show why and how it works, right. it doesn't, it's the same yeah. with homeopathy. There's a right. lot of research and a lot of evidence yeah. behind homeopathy, but most medical doctors will say won't acknowledge it's it. nonsense. I actually, I have a friend who's a medical doctor. I hope he's not listening to this, but he, um, he's got a lot of published work and he, um, He's written a lot of things discrediting homeopathy. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I completely disagree with him. Right. But I find that that's very, very common in the medical community. Is that community. like his Definitely. professional mission to discredit homeopathy? Like it kind of seems that well, way sometimes. I started, to, I couldn't listen to the entire um, podcast, but the one that you had with the um, physician about the cabinoids. Yeah, and she said they just—they're not trained very well. Yeah, on that aspect of—and if you think about it, every single medication is a synthetic replication of a plant. So if we just go back to what we survived on, like civilization did with lavender and oregano oils. And, but as we spoke about on the podcast, yeah. that's not where the dollars that's are. That's exactly and again, not yeah. trying to, yeah. you know, be a doctor hater because I'm not. Right. No, you know, they have their purpose. They definitely yes, serve their purpose. There's definitely a time and place but, for... Yeah. yeah, I need someone to look in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't do it myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. I suppose I love there are other orifices too. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely I think that, that. Uh, <laughs> doctors are very quick to dismiss anything that's a natural treatment. I had yeah. a client just yesterday and we were talking about uh, psoriatic arthritis mm -hmm. um, and he was on uh, Humira and that was working fantastically. Right. I don't know a lot about this drug, but apparently you can't be on it for an extended period of time. What does it damage? Your liver? I. You know what? Something? I didn't even ask questions. <laughs> I haven't done the research, so I yeah. won't give any misinformation. But he was yeah. on Humira. It was working fantastically. His skin was clear of the psoriasis. His joints felt better. Like, he was right. feeling good. And he had to be taken off of the Humira because he had been on it, I guess, for the maximum amount right. of time that he can. So he's now in transition to switch to a different medication. And I mean, essentially, he's got psoriatic arthritis. So he's got inflammation everywhere. everywhere. And I said to him, you know, have you spoken to anybody about other things that decrease inflammation. Yeah. And so I was naming, you know, certain foods yeah. and things that are known yeah. to decrease inflammation. He said, my doctor doesn't believe in any of that. I'm like, your right. doctor doesn't believe in turmeric? Yeah. What, and, and, it what, and what harm is it? <laughs> what harm is it? To exactly. just uh, try it. Yeah. Because if it does make a difference, fuck great. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you've added some other sense of, of nutrients into your body that you probably didn't have before and you need it. Right, right. Yeah. So we went kind of off topic no, from massage. No, this is right on topic. But this is great. It's, it's all on topic. It is. Tell us about 
your practice now? Like what type of environment are you in? What type of clients do so you serve? So it's in um, a gym, but it is a separate entity from that gym. Okay. And it's clinic multidisciplinary based. So Cairo, physio, um, we've got some personal trainers who are also um, um, physiotherapists. So they can incorporate taking them into their gym to like teach them, mm-hmm. show them, train them. Or some people know there's just no way they're going to go home and do the workout. So they yeah. book twice a week sometimes with him just to make sure that they are getting trained and then getting stretched after you guys all work really closely together really closely yeah this is probably the best team even though i love you guys you can be a little dysfunctional (laughs) (laughs) because it's a little bit of a family situation too and a lot of people have known each other a long time um and it's just kind of a youngish group like there's no real you know boss mm-hmm. working with family i have no idea what that's like yeah. <laughs> yeah but once again once i find that you just have to be clear with what your needs are and as long as that's happening then everybody's on the same page yeah cool, cool. but i love that we can like stop each other in the hallway hey have you seen this client i know you saw because i saw your paperwork but is there anything else i should know um, that type of thing, or a client is being frustrating, and you know you're both at the point of frustration, and you're like starting at stage A every single time. Yeah. The person is very negative. Um, it's it's almost like they don't want to get progress because then they have to stop seeing you so often. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> well, it, it might be subconsciously. I mean, we yeah. talk about this all the time about your subconscious mind doesn't allow yeah. you yeah. to progress if you believe you're not going to, right? So right. if they've already yeah. decided that yeah. this is my life, I'm going to live in pain forever, then right. yeah, they're probably not doing not the home care or, exactly. you know, they're yeah. not they're not progressing because yeah. subconsciously they don't want yeah. to. I don't think anybody purposely keeps themselves right. in pain. Yeah. It's you becoming aware to. that, yeah, yeah, you can. But you some don't people have to are be. in that mindset yeah. of just, it's just a constant this is where I am. This is where I'm going to be. And so there's nothing you could possibly do to help me, but I'm just going to keep coming so that I can whine to you for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And clients will tell you everything. That can be exhausting. Oh my God, the shit that they tell you. All right, well, tell us Divorces, um, affairs. They're happy to tell you about their affairs. Yeah, because they do. Like in a boastful way? Yeah, sure. They got away with it, you know. (laughs) How they, how they, every time, oh, I don't want to give anybody else ideas. Um, <laughs> every, you know, when you go grocery shopping and you can take out that extra cash back? Yeah. Yeah. So every week she would take an extra 50 out and over, say, five years, she had an amazing nest egg to bail with. Oh, wow. Because all, all you shows on your bank statement is the full amount. Yeah. I went grocery shopping. Of course, I spent 200 bucks oh. on grocery shop. Some women might be getting ideas right so now. So you might want to cut that i don't know no we're gonna highlight that <laughs> but it's like people are sneaky and, and, like, and, and it's just like please don't ever send your husband to see me right <laughs> i don't ever want to have that crossing of i know shit about you <laughs> yeah i treat a lot of couples do you i like i have um, a lot of family yeah i do have a decent amount of yeah yeah because always like when somebody finds you and they really like you and they're like oh my god i can't wait to tell my sister yeah. oh my god i can't wait to tell my husband yeah i don't i i don't know it's maybe it's just the people that i have i have never had the experience you're the second therapist that's talked about this where like you treat the husband and the wife and they right. talk about each other and you know things that yes. like you shouldn't know yeah i've never actually yeah. i don't think i've ever had that happen yeah. where I've they tell that. me yeah. secrets yeah i've definitely had you've, that yeah i think 
uncomfortable. I know one of your clients. <laughs> that's happened. It's uncomfortable. She might have the same name as Molly. <laughs> <laughs> very uncomfortable. It is so awkward. Are you and, guys going to tell any of these awkward stories? Over, well, it's just, you know, it's it's just stuff. And they tell you that they went out on a date with somebody or they went out for dinner. Like, it's you're not getting, like, major details, but it's just, damn, I, your husband's a decent guy. Like, just stop it. Just break up with one of them. Like, just have some morals. And you, <laughs> just really, stop. And you really can't say anything. And, you and just I can't. Yeah, yeah, I just have to listen. I just have to listen. Yeah, just have to listen. <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> is it entertaining sometimes? Mm, not really. No, it's exhausting more yeah. for you? Yeah. Well, you do Reiki, right? So, I mean, you do energy work. Do you feel like when you have those completely draining clients, like it really yes. affects you? Yeah. 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 Like I need, I don't want it. Like I will go in because there's four treatment rooms and it's a gym. So you're always hearing the sounds of weights dropping and people talking and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have to go and close a room, put some quieter, more calming music on that then recenters me for my next client. I can't take that energy into the next client. That's what's tricky. And because I'm still new at Reiki, I'm still learning how to control it. Um, I have to learn how to control what it is that I'm taking in. Mm -hmm. And so that's still new. So what's interesting is a lot of people are experiencing different things during their Reiki. Uh, I've had people see colors. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Tell, tell everyone that's listening what Reiki okay. is because there's probably a handful right. of people going, what the fuck so is So Reiki, Reiki is an alternative holistic remedy that is energy healing. So it's about me using the energy of each person is individual. If they believe in the energy of the universe, a god, whatever source of faith they are most in tune with. Um, I am just a vessel. I am just the person that's there in the room who is focused on bringing that energy to that client. So my hands basically just turn instantly into hot pads. They're just like this radiating energy that comes from my hands as I start to focus and place my hands along the chakras, which is the purpose is, is to balance you mind, body and spirit. So it's about realigning and centering you, really taking you into a place of calm and peace is the purpose of it. Your doctor must love this. I know. <laughs> well, what's funny is that a really annoying client, like she's left a massage and I'm like, how is it? Yeah, I guess a massage is a massage. And then she comes to me a week later and goes, can you tell me about Reiki? And I'm like, well, you have a hard time believing in me actually touching you <laughs> and applying pressure. So I'm not sure if you're going to buy into Reiki. I want you to go home and do your research and then come back and talk to me and let me know if you want to try Reiki. Well, she booked for January something and she's in there for Reiki. So I'm going to see what happens. But th that's just it. Like you, you partly have to buy into it because it's not something that I'm not applying a pressure. What you're going to get is a sense of. So some people have felt electricity. Some people feel like this radiating, pulsating heat. Some people will feel um, or see colors. I've had people see colors. Um, so it's about what you're going to get out of it. I'm just, again, the vessel that's going to transfer the energy into mm -hmm. that person. And Reiki's purpose is to know where you need it. I've had people randomly burst into tears on my table. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, 
that happens. I'm getting more used to dealing with that. How do you deal with that? Um, just to tell them to whatever they're experiencing, to allow it to pass through, um, not to get awkward about it, because that is the purpose of why they're in the room, mm-hmm. obviously. Just place tissues close by. Just let them know that, again, this is the place mm-hmm. that you've been brought to, to allow this to pass, because you're too distracted in your, your other life to have let this come to the the surface and now it's at the surface so deal with it we have this time now you're allowed to deal with it and and that's how you are now do you how how'd you deal with it before um i wasn't quite sure how much to talk so i would just say something like just allow it to pass and now i find that they almost need those extra reassuring words to just again because they're feeling like fuck i got another 40 minutes in this room with her and I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah, I would be totally awkward. Right? I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not an openly emotional person to right. begin with. Like people who know me might disagree because right. I'll cry in front of people I know. Right. But I think if I was in a session with right. you and I burst into tears, right. I would try to stop it. Yeah. I wouldn't be letting it go. So yeah. I think the more talking yeah. to let somebody know like this is normal, yeah. like let it happen it's okay. and it's okay. Yeah. And if they know that because you're not Because the reason awkward, it's then... bursting out now is because they've been suppressing it. Right. Right. It's something they have been already suppressing. So you you need the validation. This is like the one safe place where you need that validation. It's like massage, too. It's like, chill out. This is the one place you're allowed to do. Fuck all. Just lay there. Breathe. Relax. Mm-hmm. Let me do my job. Like, don't move your arm. Don't move your neck. I've, you know, I've said, relax. Let me do it. And, you know, some people just are in their heads so mm-hmm. much. So this is the one place I just try to reassure my clients. I'm here for your needs. I'm here to make sure that you walk out feeling much better than you did when you walked in here. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can do that is as a team, you just let it go in here. So with the Reiki, a lot of it is more emotional because the description I get a lot from my clients is it's a feeling of... uh, I'm going to be corny and be like love, but it's that that sensation of that glow of a big hug, that long, big, warm hug. That is some of the description that I get. So, yeah, I can add. To and because we're bit. so disconnected all the time from people, except for massage therapists, we're always touching well, people. We're always touching people. But yeah. the majority of society is so highly disconnected from each other now mm-hmm. that when they get that feeling of peace and care and nurturing, it can be really overwhelming for them. I had energy work done one time. Um, I want to say it was about five years ago. And well, sorry, that was the first time I've actually had one. One more session since mm-hmm. then. But that time, five years, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I'm not 100% sure what took place in that room, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I I wouldn't say In your was, first treatment, it is tricky. Like, yeah. I, the first time I got it, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling this heat. But I was in my head. So I <laughs> somehow, I guess, managed to not be in my head. I just, I really also trusted this person. Right. I had seen her for other types of therapy before. And honestly, like, I felt so comfortable already, right. which helps. I think helped. But... I laid on her table and I I wasn't asleep, but I was definitely like drifting. Mm-hmm. Like my mind was going all over the place. Yeah. It was probably how I should have been when I was floating. Right. Um, and when it ended, she was like, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm not really sure. The rest of that afternoon though, I felt mm-hmm. horrible. I felt like I had been hit oh. by a fucking truck. I felt wow. so bad. Like I just felt drained. Like, oh, okay. Yes. A- Cause I was going to say, I've, 
felt tired. Yeah, I just But I don't feel... think I felt horrible. I just felt like something big had happened and I needed to rest. I described it as feeling, well, I mean, I couldn't rest. Um, so this would have been, sorry, this would have been only probably four years ago because I had a baby. Right. And so I had to leave that session and go home and take care of a baby. And yeah, I that's... just felt like I had no energy to yeah. do it anyway. The point of that was I went to bed early that night because yeah. I was like, oh, I do not feel well at all. Yeah. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning feeling better than I've ever right. felt in my entire life. Yeah. And I literally, I sent her a text and I'm like, what did you do to me yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I felt horrible and then I felt amazing yeah. the next day. So I'm not really sure what happened in yeah. that room. I, it's, I, even before I did it, I was like, okay, like I want to do it partly because I wanted to add something else to my menu mm -hmm. of the things that I can offer my clients. That's also going to reduce the strain on my hands. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but knowing that there are people who really hardcore believe in Reiki and that I would learn through my journey of what it would, what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but really quickly, I discovered my clients really, and the ones that I wouldn't expect to come back and say, can you please do that Reiki again? Because again, when I first learned it, I'm like, I'm just going to give you an extra five minutes at the end of your treatment. It's a new thing that I've learned and I'm not going to give you any major description, but if you sense anything different at the end of your treatment, please let me know. Every single person said, what heating element did you use on me? And the most surprising one was a 15-year-old boy. I did a few minutes of Reiki. We sort of talked about it afterwards. The next treatment, I didn't do it. I just stuck with his regular massage. He came in the next treatment and he comes every other week to see me. And he said halfway through his treatment, can you please do that Reiki, Reiki, whatever it was that you did last time? Because I really liked it. I felt like there was electricity going through my entire body. And every single treatment since then, I have to do at least 10 minutes of Reiki. So for somebody who has zero knowledge, zero understanding, but still feeling the sense and, and it calming him, like his mom was like, his personality is over the next couple of days is just calmer. He's not reactive to things. He's just so much calmer. So it's interesting how crazy kids. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you. you down. <laughs> I'll tell you because Mark's well aware that Thomas, uh, my son, has always been high, high energy. So he's ADHD and gifted. So those two things are constantly butting up against each other. We've this year because of high school and stuff have tried some medications, but. I find when we do a Reiki treatment at least once a week, his focus at school is so much better. So much better. Because again, I find it calms him and centers him. Whatever it's doing, it seems to be doing what he needs it to do. Cool. Yeah. So it's been interesting. So, I mean, you might want to find somebody, one of you, who is a Reiki master. And it's I know some just, people. I know yeah, some people. Yeah. It's a couple of weekends. I'm... Reiki one now and like I've had people come in and say yeah I did like you know all three courses over a year and I'm like I really want to experience Reiki level one because there are variations as I get into Reiki level two then I can do distance healing I can focus on a person and send them Reiki and that was one of the reasons one of the other reasons I wanted to get into it I have a family member overseas who is sick with MS and if I can again be a channel and it, there's a purpose and something can happen then again, why not try it? Yeah. There's <laughs> right? Not a there's, harm in there's no harm. Nobody's going to get hurt. Zero side effects. 
all good intention with positive energy. And then you become Reiki level three, and then you become a master, and then you can teach somebody else to be a Reiki practitioner. It was assumed, before we get off this Reiki topic, Mm -hmm. I was assumed that people who do Reiki already had, like, maybe you did, like, already had this, like, in them Mm -hmm. somehow, like, Mm -hmm. you... Mm -hmm. I hear from a lot of people who mm-hmm. do any type of energy work that like they could always feel things, mm-hmm. you know, like you always did feel people's energy. Like yeah. that was already there. And then just actually learning how um, to be I would say probably we're slightly more empathic. Okay. Again, of like being able to pick up other people's energy and knowing that you need, you're like drawn to them. And then always my, like if I focused in my massage and I just would rest my hands on people, I would feel this emanating heat. A lot of people would say through treatment, it's like, did you just put something on my back? Have you used like some kind of gel that changed Mm -hmm. the heat in your hands? And I'm like, no, that's just the energy that comes from my hands. One of my clients said to me one time, oh, those feel nice. Like, what? What? She goes, the hot stones. I'm like, my hands? My hands. (laughs) But that's part of it. It's your directing energy. Because I've had people say to me, I've gone to therapists, their hands were cold the entire treatment. I'm like, how is that possible? How is that possible? Just friction alone starts to warm up your hands. Um, but yeah, and then I'll go to do another treatment and then my hands will almost turn off. Like a switch just went off and I'll go to do reflexology and they'll go, your hands are completely different temperature now. I'm like, well, because I'm not focusing on my Reiki anymore. I'm doing reflexology. So it's cool, been cool, interesting because cool. as a kid, my job in the house was to make the pastry. And if you have cold hands, you're good at making pastry. <laughs> So now I'm completely oh, the opposite. Yeah, I was like, I'm, just, I'm learning <laughs> like, what? something right now. What? What, are we, what are we talking about? Pastry. But it's again, it's one, when you're directing your energy and you find your purpose, mm-hmm. then your purpose just flows with it. And I think that's part of once you become Reiki, you uh, through the massage and the reflexology, I understand my whole purpose in life is to make other people feel better. It seems to be a theme with massage therapists. Yeah. Massage therapists do what they do. Majority of them start out yeah. because they want to help people. They want to make mm-hmm. people feel better. Molly, you do massage, you do reflexology, you do Reiki. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. I didn't mean to laugh so loud, but these two are like whispering off mic and I can hear them. So I'm laughing at what they're saying. Okay. All right. Focus, you two. Focus. Um, what is like the weirdest or funniest thing that's ever happened to you as a therapist, whether with a client or just something that sticks uh, out? Jeez. You never remember those types of things when you're asked on the spot. Oh, of course. Um, Shuffle through 10 okay, years. Okay, so the most <laughs> strange, I'm in the middle of a treatment. I realize the client has his phone on the headrest armrest. It's on. And suddenly I hear fucking kill him and people beating on each other he's watching street fights <laughs> while getting a massage while getting a massage so and i say to him that is highly negative i cannot work listening to that he's like i'll get my headphones i said no you'll turn it off <laughs> <laughs> and i walked into the Cairo's office and i said don't ever book him with me again. Because this guy fight. also sat in our lobby one day and rolled a joint. Because, and this is like way before. Yeah, this it is, was this is pre- uh, like October. eight years ago, maybe. So, uh, because he had a license because right. he had been in an accident, broke his back, like he's walking, but he's got like titanium rods and stuff. And he just figures, I'm doing what I'm doing. Tell me to stop. 
I'll stop, but you got to tell me to stop. That kind of person, right? Mm -hmm. Pushing boundaries until somebody tells him to stop. So that's probably the weirdest person that I've... I've been so blessed. My clients have been amazing. But it's also because... Like when they walk in, it's highly professional off the bat. Um, You're here for therapy. I'm only going to talk if you lead uh, because that might be you just wanting a completely quiet treatment and that's Mm -hmm. your choice to have. Um, So unless people have started a conversation that starts to become personal, then the next time they come in, you know, the first five or ten minutes, it's like, how's your daughter or how's life? Because then they're like, oh, you listen to me. Right. You care, right? You're following up with the conversation. Of course I want to keep seeing you. But then within 15 minutes, it's like, just let them drift off. Don't say too much. Don't ask too much unless, again, they lead. So, yeah, I'm, again, I show up in scrubs or a scrub shirt at the very least, Um and it's as highly professional as possible. So you've never had any of the really inappropriate things that you've heard on some of the other No, nobody's ever dropped sheets. No, nobody's ever grabbed my hand and tried to put it on their junk. Uh, no. So you have been listening. <laughs> of course I've been listening. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, um, I'm with you. I've never had any of that yeah. really creepy and inappropriate I think, stuff. I hate, I hate to say it. I think that is because we come across as direct as we do. Because guess what? I'll probably fuck you up if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see Molly, but she just got really scared and, like, real quick. And I think they sense that. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I mean, the... The therapist that was in here, um, she doesn't play around. I was really surprised that that happened to her. Right. I think there's always a person who's, you know, going to, to be try. a little more ballsy yeah. and, you know, push the mm-hmm. boundaries a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've just been really lucky to not have to deal yeah, with any of that. Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I, like I said earlier, I had one uh, person who had asked me out for lunch who was married um, and I just declined graciously. And he said, well, maybe next time. And I was luckily booked for the next couple of times that he had requested a, an appointment, and then I ended up leaving that clinic. Um, Did he ask you while you were in treatment? Uh, right after treatment. Right after. We walked out. I was doing the end of treatment. And this was the, one of those times when, because he, um, I don't want to say what he does, but he's like a first responder. Okay. Um, and I, his wife's a regular client, and I had seen him a few times. It was like, I actually have a day off. So I'm like, the clinic was closed for the afternoon. It closes for lunch. And I'm like, I'll take you at the end of as everybody closes. So everybody was gone. The clinic was shut down. And he knew you were free. We, and he knew that the <laughs> clinic was empty. Yeah. And so that's when he had asked me. So how there did, were other times. Was it like a flirtatious ask? Like, kind ask? of. Yeah. It was kind of coy. Like, okay. oh, hmm, nobody's here. Maybe we should go for lunch type thing. But it's like kind of leaning over the desk. Like if it was just the, hey, are you hungry? You want to go for a bite? That might have been a little more. But it was like, "Mm, nobody's here. In other words, I have now free reign to be able to ask you out. So that's where it felt awkward. So it was like, thanks. But I don't engage with any of my clients outside of the clinic in any way. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about yeah. off mic, that was my exact response yeah. to the one person. And yeah. he wasn't even asking me on a date. As I said, he was actually just a really nice right. guy. Um, his wife had passed like probably seven years prior. Right. He never remarried. He knew that I was married. Like he wasn't right. trying to be like creepy. Yeah. Um, but it was the same scenario. He knew that he was my last client before right. I was breaking for lunch and we were walking out of the room. Same thing, just yeah. chatting. And he said, 
oh, well, why don't we go get some lunch right now? And it wasn't weird or creepy, but I didn't want to get into that, like, you know, going for lunch. Um, Massage music. What kind of music do you like? (laughs) What do you massage to? (laughs) It's the same... Fucking. Don't okay. say don't say Enya. Uh, yeah, you know it's Enya. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like my clients will even say, and nobody's ever complained that it's the same. <laughs> so basically, on my iPod, I think I've got three or four different albums, and so I'll just put it on shuffle and repeat. So it'll just loop all day long. It will just loop. And yeah. Do you ever get sick of it? No, surprisingly. I mean, 10 years, 10 fucking years. Um, there was a little time when I was doing CDs and it would be like a reflexology one, but it just, nope, didn't resonate. Uh, once I was in my treatment room, I had been doing my paperwork and I had my reggae list going. Yeah. And one of my clients walked in and went, oh, can you leave that on? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and it was great, but I'm pretty sure most of my clients wouldn't really want to be listening to Beanie Mop. <laughs> I don't know. It depends what part of the city you work in. I feel like... I'm in Scarborough. Yeah, I feel <laughs> they like probably would. Be okay with that. Yeah, I think it might But work. some of the lyrics aren't that appropriate always. Well, you know, so. we talk about music all the time. And um, as many of you probably know, Mark and I actually share a treatment space. So um, I sometimes have his music in there or or I have my own. It depends. Like whatever, whenever I walk in, whosoever's iPod is there, I just kind of go with it. And Mark definitely has a very distinct and different taste in music, but my clients love it. I always think that I'm going to get a negative reaction when there's like hard rock music playing and every single one will say, I just love your playlist. Now, again, because I've been getting treatment lately, I've been going to this other clinic and some people will put on the radio and I don't like it. I don't like hearing a broadcaster break in to the middle of. Yeah, I also I don't like it. new music. So, or or sometimes it will be not quite on the fucking station. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's staticky. I'm like, can't you fix that? <laughs> like, don't why you hear that? do I have to say that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. I also know a couple of therapists who do not like to be put in a dimly lit room. Whereas I think that's part of the checkout zone for the client, right? So I've also gone into treatment and it's like, can you turn the lights off? Yeah. Because <laughs> when I turn over, it's going to feel like I've got like a blistering sun in my face because I've had my yeah, face that would, in the cradle. Yeah, I don't feel like you yeah. you should have so a lot I think of lights it, on. Like, again, the, the atmosphere is part of it and music is part of it. And both men and women really like Enya. It's that Celtic lilt that she's got in her voice. And there are a couple of songs that are dark, right? She's got a couple of like dark um, orchestral kind of tunes that, again, guys seem to like. So I'm like, well, my clients don't care. So I'm just going to keep playing it until I get sick of it. If it's broken, don't fix it. And if you're not sick of it after 10 years, I I don't think you will I don't think you'll ever be sick of it yet. (laughs) She's classic. I don't think I have any Enya on any of my playlists. Not because I dislike any. I just, I don't don't think I do. Tell me about school. I I know about your school, but (laughs) tell everyone else about school. And you, you, so, you can okay. let it fly so it was a huge step because I was in my mid-30s. I had a child in junior kindergarten, I guess, when I started. Uh, single mom with a mortgage. <laughs> so I did like the hardcore OSAP and went to school full time. And um, it was a huge shock because I didn't really anticipate 
the all the ologies, mm-hmm. like how medically driven it was going to be. I think a lot of people are really shocked yeah. when they get into massage yeah. school. Because you, you, so what did you think it was going to be? Um, well, that's probably part of the problem was I wasn't know. because I had been going um, from the age of 19 to see a shiatsu therapist. I'd gone for some massages, but it was like at the Elmwood, so it was relaxation treatments because I got a gift certificate or something. Um, So I'd never really had a proper therapeutic massage, but I always felt like that's what I got out of shiatsu. Um, So I was under the impression I would be taught treatment and purpose of treatment, outcome of treatment, and then more of the training, the stretching, stuff, yeah. yeah, more technique stuff. Having to understand that the most important part about being a massage therapist is knowing who not to touch. That's the biggest thing, who not to touch, because I don't want that liability. <laughs> so that was, to me, like knowing all of the health stuff, understanding high blood pressure, mm-hmm. understanding, again, if somebody has some medical issues, really delve into it before you get them on your table. Um, So that was really important. So yeah, by the third month in, I went, this is huge. I called my boyfriend and I went, I have no time for you. There's only one other person in my life that I have time for. He's under three feet tall and I have school. That's it. Because if I'm going to put this kind of money on the table, I have to pass it. Money so wait, is, no is, this, is this a is this a breakup phone call or absolutely? It's a this has been fun. So like you just left like absolutely. pathology class one day and said you know what fuck it I got to break yeah. up. Yeah. Oh wow. Like I can't handle that and this and really know that I'm doing a good job at this. Something is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be my kid. Well, you He's already, already going to have already a mother. So yeah, exactly. I can I couldn't have imagined going through massage school the way it was. Yeah. after having my yeah. kid, and it's not like it's a a, a school uh, like a regular school where you're having March break. You're having mm. all these breaks, summer yeah. break. Like we took an intense. Um, excelled course that meant you got one week off in August and statutory holidays. That was it, right? Did he know this was coming down the pipeline? No. So, <laughs> oh, fuck. He knew, a long-term relationship? Uh, no, maybe a year, year and a half. That's and again, I was in my mid-30s and he was younger. I was having fun. Yeah. <laughs> How did not he take quite 30. it? Um, I just said, like, this is a huge part of my future. If we're going to be together, then maybe after. But I just don't have the what time. Was, what was his response? At, like, okay, cool. Like, no, was he was, like, trying to say, like, I'll I'll be fine. I'll accommodate. Like, we don't have to see each other necessarily every single week. And I'm just like, that's going to play on my head. You're 30. Just go. Just go have fun. See you later. Have you heard from him since? Yeah, we've talked a little bit. Like, talked or, like? Talk. <laughs> okay, so shortly after we did hook up a couple times, and okay. then it was like, yeah, this just go. You need to go have kids eventually one day, and I've had mine, and I'm not going to have any more. So carry on. Oh, wow, yeah. you look just you just look so stunned by the whole I, thing. I'm, I'm I I feel bad for the guy a little bit. Because yeah, imagine you're that's life. You know, I I understand, but he, you're, was, you're he this, knew he was dating somebody who's yeah. But you're in this relationship, to ten years older. You're in this relationship. You're like you think things are I was great. Having a Sex in the City moment. You're 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 you've been dating for over a year. You're like yeah, my girlfriend's gonna be a massage therapist. He's even more excited. <laughs> oh yeah. And then one day, <laughs> so he so, just gets he answers so his phone in that and summer that happens. I had applied mm-hmm. for massage school. He had gone to Europe and and. He had already had that planned before things got more serious. And I'm right. like, no, like everybody has to have that one 
big vacation where you just go have a good time, right? And he toured Europe and he bought me a dress while he was in Europe and brought it back. And he had packed it with a bottle of wine and the wine broke. And at the airport, apparently, he washed the dress out. And it was cream and chocolate. And it was one of those like summer halter dresses, Mm -hmm. like those jersey dresses. And I'm like, I did feel bad because somebody would go to that much effort. Yeah. But I knew that I had had a kid and I wasn't going to ever have any more. Yeah. And he was still 29 turning 30. So even if it wasn't massageable time, eventually you think this would have happened. And it was just during massageable is the perfect time because you didn't have any time to give him. I get it. I I do feel bad for that. We all have those relationships that were just about fun, summer. You know what? That brings I I actually feel bad too because I had a girlfriend when I was in massage school and we used to have like she was also in school at the time and we we (laughs) we used to have like study groups and we we'd go to sorry. Was that the dental hygienist? Yeah. yeah. Um (laughs) and we'd go to um like we'd have people over at my house and, and we'd have a study group and she'd come over and she would be like, I'm just going to go study in this room here. And I feel, I feel so bad saying this now. And like people that I was studying with, they're like, this is kind of awkward. Like I find her distracting. Right. Do you mind asking her, her to leave? leave? And I would no, be that like, would be mean. Oh, but I did her own place. You told her no, to leave, but it was my place. And uh, yeah, I, <laughs> in retrospect, that was probably a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, I would have like yeah, uh, they they're not really comfortable with you just sitting here doing your thing. They feel distracted. Right? Can you can you can you move it on? What was distracting oh. about her sitting there? I, I don't know, man. I just it just made me think of this now. I feel really bad. But sometimes there are relationships that just aren't meant to be long term. You know, everything's a reason, a season, yeah, a lifetime. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are just easier to, you know, I'm sorry check things off and I kicked move you on. out of the house while we studied. It's <laughs> <laughs> really not nice. Well, I kicked you out while I was studying all the time. That's different. All the time. Yeah. No, I'm you need distract- to focus. I'm it was so hard. There was so much material. It was coming all at the same time. Mm-hmm. We were prepping for so many things. Um, there was a very small <laughs> class population yeah. under five. Um, so it's not like I had a huge support system. In fact, I ended up feeling like the support to keep the other people kind of like, we can do it. We're okay. Cause we were all moms. It was really hard. And yeah. We're going to do a podcast on private career colleges. Did you, how, how happy were you with the, with the school and the school (sighs) setup? Did they tell you anything that you at the end of the day were like, "Mm, no, that was just, that wasn't right. Or that was unethical or that was just a flat out lie or like. I don't really think so anything that hardcore happened. I would have liked a little more communication as far as the amount of times like different people would show up as far as teaching because it was initially so core driven with the team that was there. Mm -hmm. And so part of the team being that, um, consistent at first don't get me emotional (laughs) oh i get awkward when emotions start happening it's what carried us (sighs) it's what got us to the point that we got to um in the way that we did because i think if we hadn't had the two main um instructors that supported us in the way that they had we all would have not there's no way 
There was just mm-hmm. so much. Um, and I don't want to say there was hand-holding, maybe for some, but there was like just such hardcore sport um, that when the new people came in and they weren't able to facilitate that, that's where um, I probably got angry. Where I was like, fuck, man, this was set up so great. This mm-hmm. was set up, like, and I, and I really know that they understood how I learned and how I needed to learn. And uh, because it was so small, that was, you could facilitate that. But then as it sort of expanded, it got really challenging. And that's when I had to even shut off my support for the other couple of people in my team because I just didn't have it for them right, as right. as much as I, I needed to. And I knew there's no way, there's no fucking way I'm going to take that OSCE and fail it. There's no goddamn way I'm going to show up at an MCQ and fail it. Um, There was just too much money invested. There was too much time invested. Uh, There was a relationship turfed. (laughs) 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 Uh, My son, I remember him. I I was in the car once with a friend and I went, yeah, that was two of the hardest years of my life. And Thomas was like seven or eight, and he's like, two years, that was 10. (laughs) In his little world, that that was 10, because in the morning I'd get up and uh, take him to school, and then I'd go to work from 9.30 in the morning till, I think our class started at 1. And so I'd I'd work till 12.30 and then drive from Markham to Scarborough, try to eat something in the car, show up for class at 1-ish, have class until 6 more like 5.30, go pick him up from the babysitter who had just thankfully fed him. Then I'd take him home, uh, bath, book, bed. Then I'd go to the basement and study till 3.30 in the morning every night for two years. So in his world, it's like all I get is like two hours at the end of every night. So about six months in, I cut off cable and I went, okay, well, now at least we don't have to compete. Like the two hours that we do have, it's going to be me and you, buddy. It's not mm-hmm, the TV. Mm-hmm. So that definitely helped. But yeah, in his little world, he was like, that felt like 10 years. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would have post-its all over the house for him to read, partly to validate me too. But, you know, short-term sacrifices, long-term gains, mm-hmm. like, you know, money's not necessarily end outcome. It's like trying to get us both through. Again, it was like I would probably – rather divorce again than go through school like that again because it's draining like physically mentally it's so draining like Mm -hmm. I had nothing left uh totally worth it absolutely thrilled I did it um I would not want to do it in a longer period of time I would also not want to do it in a shorter period of time holy fuck Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine like people come to me and they go oh yeah I did it in 16 months or what's the shortest and they're like a nine month there there are places that I do it in like a year right Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean I also had zero zero educational background as far as any kind of ology Mm -hmm. you know I skipped those classes in high school (laughs) they were boring as fuck if I had known they would come into play (laughs) at some point in my life (laughs) I might not have skipped so much. No, you, you <laughs> probably would have. All right, you're right. Uh, so school, I loved, and I'm glad that that was sort of where I started because now it's like transitioned me into the reflexology. Uh, I was probably RMT for at least six years before I became certified as a reflexologist. So that was 2014, and now this year, 2018, adding the Reiki. Mm-hmm. 
good friends you made in school? Yeah. Because we talk about this a lot. Yeah. Because I've I have some very long standing yep. friends over the past, I don't know, fifteen years yeah. from massage. You definitely school. know one, and one is still ironically kind of a quirky friend. Oh yeah. That didn't make it through the program. But she has a heart of gold. I think you know who I'm talking about. I think she's so. very, very tall. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm talking about? I, I'm trying, but I can't really remember. Like, as Molly said, the, the school she went to is very, very small. She's a very quirky individual, um, but she does have a heart of gold. So you had a pretty good experience at school then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And- yeah overall, it was positive. Like, I enjoyed getting up, going there, seeing mm. the people that I was going to see. I agree with you, though. I don't think yeah. I ever want to do that again. Yeah. Um, I had background. Like, I mean, right. I have a degree in kinesiology. I'd studied anatomy for so long, and I still felt that I had time for strictly my job yeah. and school. Yeah. And um, there are people who say, and I don't disagree, that I was not a very nice person to be around during that. Yeah, as definitely. much as I tried yeah. not to take it out on people, I was just, I was perma-stressed. Yeah. Um, I gained a lot of weight. I wasn't healthy. I was tired all the time. It was just, I was... I was running myself into yeah. the ground to make sure, as you said, like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to commit to this, yeah. then I want to do it right. right. Yeah. And, no, at one uh, point, my whole left hip went numb because I was sitting constantly. And I'm not the type of person that sits, but I was in class and I was sitting and I was at work and I was sitting at a desk. And then I'd go home and I'd sit study. and study for yeah. three hours. So, like, all I was doing was sitting and I'm like, oh, now I've become one of my own goddamn patients. Like, <laughs> this is not funny. It, it was really, it was really fucking hard. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, so I started, um, I started massage school um, very shortly after getting into a very new but very serious relationship. So yeah. I'm like trying to, like yeah. you were talking about breaking maintain up with a boyfriend, yeah. I'm trying to maintain this relationship with this person and he saw every worst side of me imaginable. Right. Just mean and grumpy and you must go away because I need the to study. The lucky thing is, and- <laughs> is that because he had experienced exactly the same thing, yeah. Even though it's crappy, in the back of his head, he could relate. Like, she's going through the highest amount of stress yeah. that anybody can go through. It was not so a lovely time. It yeah. was not a lovely time. No. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to do it again. Whether I had a good or bad experience, I don't want to do that ever again. That, it's a <laughs> lot of material that comes out you so, so fast. That yeah, it's it's so overwhelming. I think too, it's a type of school that you went to, like with a smaller class yep. and blah blah blah. Yeah, well, I've like I was in that. school, there was like thirty six of us in right. class. Right. Yeah, like, and that's was, why I really different. Experience. But that's exactly yeah. why I didn't choose one of those bigger schools. You wanted that. I I I knew that I needed that kind of to, in order to really succeed. I needed to know that there was like a smaller team there that was going to be more hands-on. Yeah. Because again, zero background as far as any, and and it's like another language, Mm -hmm. you know, and then trying to figure out where each thing starts and ends. It's like, oh my God. And then that's just the tiniest block of all the other blocks that go along with it. So yeah, it was great. Um... Two people I still really am in contact with. One person is on my Facebook, but we just say happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Only when Facebook tells me. I don't, it's right, not yeah. even like I know when the birthday is. Yeah, it's just when Facebook just tells me. Facebook. I get a yeah. notification that says it's birthday. Um, yeah, there were, a couple of, there were a couple of really funny, great teachers uh, that came along after the core had to had to disband. Well, now um, I understand why that was so upsetting for you. Like you specifically went out looking for a small team that was going to help you and support you. And then you lost your like support your team. Yeah. yeah. You lost yeah. them. I know I was a bitch. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't leave. 
Um, but again, one of the other people did stay for a while. She was she was there for a while afterwards, so that that made a difference too. And she also had um, instilled again. It's like you can do this. Like you're mm-hmm. so capable. Look at what you've already accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone back in touch with that person. Oh, cool. Yep, on Facebook. <laughs> 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 Tell her happy birthday. We keep for trying. Me. <laughs> I will. We keep meaning to talk, but she's in Oakville now. Like, I mean, who the fuck lives in Oakville? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people in Oakville. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so yeah. So again, it's because it's such a intense part of your life. You can't not um, still be in touch with people. Yeah. Right. I love that every time we talk about school on these episodes, it we always continue to talk about like how grueling it was, how hard it was. And it's almost like nobody expects that. And it's, it's true that you don't expect that. And that's, part of why like people don't really understand what massage therapists do or what, like how intense it's going to be. I once had a client who was a medical doctor and the reason he came to see me is um, I actually worked in a clinic that was in a medical building and he was just opening a practice there. And so he was accepting new patients. So he thought, okay, let me book an appointment with the massage therapist Mm. in the building and, you know, we can maybe send some referrals. And Mm -hmm. so it was his first massage ever actually. And one of the first things he asked me was, so as a massage therapist, do you guys study any anatomy in school? Any anatomy? Exactly. How about the entire? (laughs) And I was just like, holy shit. Like you have absolutely no idea what a massage therapist is like you think you're coming in for me to uh, I don't know rub oil all over you like I it was uh it was interesting and I thought okay there was a part of me that was slightly offended I'm like okay get rid of that let's educate this doctor right now like yes I have studied some anatomy sir (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit I would have been like, no, none. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, a nat to what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a role reversal, the doctor coming into you to set up a referral system. Well, I, again, I think he was just trying to get to know all of the other office. Like, there was all a the dental office in the building. Yeah. There was yeah. a physiotherapist. It was a medical building. And he was brand new, starting a practice, wanted new patients. So, I mean, it was a smart move, get to know everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a doctor. He probably is going to get patients just from being in a medical building. Um, He did actually send me a couple of people. Well, because you studied anatomy. I studied anatomy. Yeah, he he sent me a couple of patients. (laughs) And uh, he rebooked, I think, once or twice. I didn't, he wasn't a regular, but um, it was nice to see because there's definitely some doctors who don't believe right no absolutely yeah Yeah. so it was nice to see that he was open-minded although had no idea what I did what it was no do you like do you do things like physiotherapists I'm like oh dear okay (laughs) how much time you got (laughs) doctor doctor he has all day he's got no patients he's in for a massage for Christ's sakes (laughs) oh you got anything else any other stories or Interesting bits um, you want to share? Probably the only frustrating part about the industry is clients who think you're an employee. So they can just cancel whenever the fuck they want. Because you're going you're gonna to pay an hourly wage. You get paid, right? I think even if they don't know that you're an employee, it's just it's just the selfishness. Yes. I mean, nobody considers anybody else's time. And it really, it, yeah. it definitely does get to yeah. me sometimes where I'm like, do you think that I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs? Right. And, you know, if my hands aren't on you, I'm not making any money. And that's what they don't understand. A lot yeah. of them don't. So I've gotten to the point where if people have come in by the third or fourth treatment and they just question just slightly, then I give them the whole spiel. 
I am a contractor. I am not an employee. If you don't show up, I don't get paid money. So you need to understand that's why I charge you a full fee if you don't show up without a 24-hour notification. And I'm okay if you don't want to come see me again after that. Don't see me. I want to actually work. I want to make my money. If you don't show up, that's your choice. You're going to get billed if you show. You're going to get billed if you don't show. (laughs) Right. I had a client actually once say to me, she, um, she's a very nice lady. Like, I think it was just, again, not understanding the mm-hmm. way things work. And I don't think she meant to be offensive, but um, she told me the reason she switched from another therapist because she was seeing someone who I knew. And this this girl is a great therapist. Right. And I just, you know, out of curiosity, why did you, mm-hmm. why did you leave her? Yeah. And she said, uh, well, you know, one time I had to email her in the middle of the day and cancel my appointment and she charged me for it. And I thought, huh. But it was the day of her appointment. It was the day of the appointment. She canceled. And so the therapist charged her a cancellation fee. And uh, I thought, okay, I guess this is the best time to probably have this conversation. And so, you know, in the nicest way possible, (laughs) I said to her, well, you know, the reason she does that is if you cancel without giving any notice, Mm -hmm. um, we can't fill the spot. So that's that's loss of income. And right. I said, and you know, had she given you warning before? And then she did say, well, yeah, you know, yeah. she had told me there's a, a cancellation fee, but I'd been a longstanding client. Right. That's no way to treat your, and I said, right. okay, I, I understand that that might have. That's um, self-entitled. Yeah. That That's might have that thrown is. you off a little bit. <laughs> I said, but unless of an emergency, yeah. I made sure to add that in because I'm right. not unreasonable. You know, Absolutely. if you wake up in the morning, you have the flu, don't fucking don't get on my in. table exactly. and give me the flu. Yeah. But if you're somebody that's known to cancel last minute, which it and we seems, all know, yeah. we have consistent clients. Then yeah, I mean, shit. you should have to pay because you have inconvenienced somebody, yeah. and it's their time and it's their income. Yeah. And I do know that in some clinics I worked in, I had a wait list. So if you gave right. me enough, if you gave me enough notice, There's I could fill somebody. that spot. Yeah. But if you give me an hour notice. Yeah. And I can't fill yeah. the spot. Well, and I don't think my front desk should have to panic to try to fill that spot because you left us hanging because she's probably got other shit to do. But right. if we'd had the 24 hours notice, she could have worked it in to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just people being inconsiderate. Last week, we had a situation where our front desk called. They didn't call back. Um, she called again the next day because she knows. I will be annoyed if this client doesn't show up and I've come in, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting here for 45 minutes. I can be doing something else somewhere else. Um, so the client didn't call again. I'm like, give me her fucking number. So I call her from my cell. Oh, one ring. She picks up. What a shock. Hi, <laughs> are you showing up for your 3.30 appointment? Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, but I do understand that so-and-so called last night and left you a message, and they've called today and left you a message. So you have two options. You can come up, and you'll be billed for your appointment. You don't come up, you're going to be billed for your appointment. Hummed and hawed for a few minutes, decided she was coming for her appointment. Had Inter- ne- Interesting how her day opened I know, up. suddenly. <laughs> um, and then as she's leaving, she tips me 10. Because you remembered why you set that appointment aside for me. Mm. With me, I should say. Because like you requested me specifically. Oh, now you remember why this was worth your time. Mm-hmm. But an hour ago, it wasn't worth your time and I was going to get shafted. So again, you just have to tell them what you expect from them. Because yep. I'm here to facilitate your needs, but I'm here to facilitate other people's needs as well as my own, because mm-hmm. I need to get paid. For the most part, if you just tell people what to do, they'll exactly. just do it. They, yeah, yeah, they really, they will, really just will do it. I've actually had people say to me, thank you. You know what? I need to be held accountable. And I'm like, no problem. I will absolutely hold you accountable. <laughs> Charge you full fees. <laughs> and even the clinic that I'm at, 
they didn't have this policy before I came in. Oh, really? Yes. They let people slide because they were afraid of losing clients. And I said, if I'm going to work here, I'm going to bill you. And so you need to bill them because at the end of the day, I'm getting paid. I don't give a fuck who pays me, but I'm getting paid for my time. So you're going to see it on my invoice. So in order for them Mm -hmm. to get it from their client, they have to. So then they had to put in a policy. Now, when they call and do the reminder, yeah, if you're going to lose a client over that, well, it's that's the client client I don't want. want. Yeah, because I I do that. That doesn't make sense to me. You're not losing a client. A client that that's booking wasn't coming in. It doesn't show up. Yeah, that's, 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 not, that's a client. not a client. Exactly. That's not a client. Yeah. I had one I client um, who I, he did stop seeing me. He had been seeing me, I think it was every two weeks, um, less than a year. Like he wasn't a longstanding client, but he was pretty consistent every two yeah. weeks. And one time he uh, called the clinic, yeah, maybe an hour before the appointment and canceled. Yeah. I always let the first one slide. Right. I even tell I, them. I am too. I'm yes, the same. I even tell them maybe you, you weren't aware of one. the policy yeah. and I put it in the file, yeah. you know, missed appointment, no, no fee sh- charge, yeah. you know, like yeah. all, all the things. And I told him, I'm not going to charge you today, but in the future, without 24 hours notice, yeah. you will be charged for the appointment. Okay, okay, okay. You know, he agreed. Um, a second time... Um, he actually reached out to me directly. He had my email address because we, right. we had emailed in the past. So he reached out to me directly. And it's the same thing. It was the same day of the appointment. And he said, I am so sorry. Um, my wife needs the car. Yeah. They have one vehicle. My wife needs the car. Um, I've got to go drive home. I'm not going to make it there. If right. you have anything later this afternoon, I can come. And I right. said, you know, unfortunately, I'm fully booked. Right. Yada, yada, yada. So he did rebook for another day when mm-hmm. he came in. I said, okay, well, you, you know, you're going to have to be charged for yeah. the cancellation fee. And he said, but I, I but I'm back. and he was yeah, very confused. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, we talked about this yeah. and I know this guy has money coming out yeah. of every orifice yeah. of his body. And, you know, I don't want to say that just because you have money, you should have to pay. And if you don't, you don't. But I thought, you know, $90 to you is, not, is nothing. $90 to me means something. Absolutely. So I stuck by it. I charged him the cancellation fee. He paid it yeah. in cash. Like mm-hmm. this guy walked with wads mm-hmm. of cash mm-hmm. and you're, you know, anyway, he paid me the money and I said, okay, we've got to rebook your next one. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll email you because I, yeah, never yeah. heard from him again. You know That's what? Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Because if he was going to be the guy because that Because if thought, you had also let it go that time, it would have happened. It would have continued. Probably Absolutely. once every other month. Yeah. Because he would feel entitled that he could do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only like downside is that, again, people don't understand the value that we bring to their lives until they really put it together and do mm-hmm. all the things that we tell them to do. And then it all falls into place for them. Yeah, And I, I have those I people and I'm so grateful for those people. Like they go home, they do their stretches and they come back and they're so proud to tell me that they're doing the stretches. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because stuff works for them. Like straight leg raise. Nobody knows how to do the straight leg raise. But the minute you show this, it's like a lifesaver. It's like the best thing ever. I'm with you. I've been pretty blessed. I have some pretty good clients. And I think that's why I get a little bit... Um, irritated when I feel that I do, I accommodate as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have boundaries, but I accommodate as much as I can. So for example, if my hours end at 7.30 and you're like, oh, I finished work at six, I could be there by, you know, 6.45. I'm like, sure, I'll stay 15 minutes later. Or, you know, things like that I accommodate. Um, I just get irritated when somebody takes advantage of that. Absolutely. I've got a client who consistently books an hour just in case she can do an hour and then she'll come in and say, I've only got time for a half hour today. Great, you're getting charged for the hour. Right. So she's done choice. it a few times now. I've got her book next week and I'm thinking, oh, if she if she yeah. doesn't take this hour, I'm yeah. charging her yeah. for the hour. Well, maybe you want to send her a message. Do you send her a reminder message? 
Yeah. Yeah. Just in that message, you could nicely say, you know, if you need to adjust this, but please be aware, there'll be a fee for the full hour because it's December. You could have taken another client and made double. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't even have any breaks that day. I know. It's crazy right now. Accommodating or more accommodating when you're you're working solely for yourself? Are you talking to me? uh, Either of you guys. Like private clients? Yeah. Like, okay, so. You're you're in the place where you're at now. Yes, and I see a decent amount of private uh, clients for reflexology. Okay, so I go to their place. So, are you them. more accommodating with like your own clients that are not associated um, with? The I think I am equally accommodating because I I want their business. Yeah, but I also again have to have those boundaries because I'm not going to walk into your house and then you're going to decide to take a phone call and I'm going to sit on your fucking couch for a half an hour and then start your treatment. (laughs) I might have somebody else to go see after you. So if you've chosen to get on the phone, I'm going to somehow find a way to write you a note and give it to you and say, I have to leave here by one 30. I'm sorry. I can't accommodate. I do you want me to reschedule? This will be your fee for today though. That type of thing. Because again, they will take for granted that you have given them that inch or two Yeah, sometimes. you have to be careful. And so unless it's been like a long-term relationship, like I had a client who was every Friday, a treatment, uh, because it was a little bit further. It was a little over $100 per treatment for the hour. And um, one day she just wasn't feeling well and messaged me and said, I, I just can't. And she said, I'll send you the full fee. And I'm like, it's the first time you've done this. Mm-hmm. I reduced it by like considerably. Just send this. A few days later, she sent me the full fee because she, again, valued the fact that I put the time aside for her and that the treatment she was going to get was going to be 110%. So when you have those people, it makes up for the other people. But it's also because she knows I'm self-employed. I have boundaries. And if other people aren't aware of that, it's simply they're sometimes choosing that to kind of be a little ignorant about Mm -hmm. what it is we do and how hard we work. Mm -hmm. I love those clients that you don't even have to ask them, you know, if they have canceled, if they're canceling last minute in the cancellation message or email or whatever, it says, don't worry, I'll pay you. Right. Like it's, you'll be compensated. And you know what? And oftentimes I, exactly as you said, like I had a client who I sent him his reminder. He confirmed so the reminder was sent, um, I don't know, if I can't remember if it was 24 hours before or 48 hours, but I, he he confirmed with the reminder. And then the morning of the treatment, so his treatment was at 4.30 p.m. At probably 7.30 in the morning, I got a message. Mm-hmm. So sorry, something's come up. I um, have been, the type of work he does, he gets relocated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they've put me in Mississauga today. Right. Even if I leave work on time, I There's won't no make way. it back to the East End in time for 4.30. Um, please uh, give me your email address and mm-hmm. I will send you the fee for today. Mm-hmm. And I just left him a message and said, don't worry, we'll work it out the next time I see you. Let's rebook. You know, like yeah. he offered, but I felt this was out of his hands. Let me right. cut him a break. He knows that there's a cancellation yeah. fee. I know I'm never going to yeah. have to chase him down for the right. money. So I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll deal with it. He still did pay me on his in his next visit. Um, so instead of giving me $90, he gave me $150. He's like, right. I'll pay you a part of the last right. time. Yeah. And it, it was cash. I'm like, okay, fine. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. There are nice people. There are. There <laughs> are. But it's also because you, you give the treatment that he really 
cares about. Mm -hmm. And so then they care about coming in for treatment. They care that they've missed the treatment and they care that it affects you too. So it it just, it's so much nicer. Yeah. And as Mark said, for the most part, people will do what you tell them. So majority of my really good clients, and actually I guess this will answer your question. The people that are mine that have been with me for years that, you know, have followed me from clinic to clinic Mm -hmm. to clinic, they know how I operate. They know um, that they're going to be on a treatment plan. And I, they're now like so used to it. When they come out of the room, I don't even have to remind them we have to rebook. They've already got their calendar Mm -hmm. out and they're like, okay, so the 17th then would be the next time I'm supposed to see you. Like they're just so used to it. They rebook, they know all the processes and it's awesome. So am I more accommodating to them? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that I try to be equally accommodating. I'm probably more accommodating to people who I feel do, as Molly said, value me and my time. Like I'll be more willing. For example, I had a client um, request that I uh, do a treatment for his wife tomorrow because she's in a lot of pain. I'm Mm -hmm. actually not scheduled to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me see what I can do. I'll, you know, I'll let you know. Because I feel that they're good clients and they respect me, they respect my time, you know, so I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do. But there are some people that I know if I give them that inch, they're running with it I'm in trouble. And the other thing is like people who walk in 15 minutes into a one hour appointment and think either you're going to adjust the the billing. Right. And it's like, I'm sorry, you booked me for a full hour. You'll be charged for the full hour. Mm Mm-hmm adjust the billing or they think that you can just sort of push your next person back. Right. Yes. Yeah. That. That's why you have to be careful with how you're accommodating. Because yeah, there are times Mm -hmm. where if I don't have somebody right after, and again, if it's a client that doesn't do this all the time, I might still do the full hour, Mm -hmm. which is cutting into a break time for me. But, you know, I might still do the full hour. And you have to be careful that they don't come to expect that. Exactly. You know, like I make it very clear, like I don't have anybody right after you, so I can give you the extra 15 minutes this time. Normally you wouldn't get it and you'd be charged for the whole appointment. Yeah. And so I'm such a hard ass. I just never do it. I just choose I'm, not to I'm do it. I'm too much of a, I'm yeah. too much of a softy. I'm yeah. always, and it's funny because I know that, like I know that, yeah, I really shouldn't be doing this, yeah. but I am definitely... I'm definitely too much of a softie. Got to be a little bit of everybody out there, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right on. Is there anything else you want to No, I think that's about it. Oh, cool. Thanks for hanging. It's, it's been a good time. Good My pleasure. Up. It was nice to catch up with you both. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Well, guys, you've been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Amanda. <laughs> She's not See you Molly. later, because I forgot I was Molly. <laughs> She's Molly. <laughs> She's not Molly. Peace.